Thank you for calling the Roach Group. This is Chuck. How may I help you? I speak to Woody, please. Uh, may I let him know who's calling? Yeah, it's Joey Jingola. All right, Joey, I'll be just one moment. Thank you. You're welcome. Good afternoon, this is Woody. Woody, it's Joey Jingola. Joey, how's it going? Good, how you doing, sir? Pretty good, pretty good. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. I don't know that that's not happening here a lot. We as an agency are kind of unique in that like our average age is pretty low. We're all like pretty tech savvy. We all come from different backgrounds, but we're kind of like the, we think of ourselves kind of almost as like the rock stars of the cool kids of insurance, you know? And, and that's probably the best humble brag we've had in show history. That's my good buddy, Woody Brown of the Rhodes Group in Cumming, Georgia. And this is part two of are you afraid of your creative potential and if you remember on part one are you afraid of your creative potential part one uh, we were talking about the idea of hey listen are you going to be willing to do what's necessary to kind of push through deconstruct recreate do something different and you know Woody's just saying hey listen we're we're, we're probably not your typical run-of-the-mill family insurance agency where They've got, you know, quite a few folks uh, that have been there for a while. And, oh, we just have maybe one person that's under the age of 40. And those are some great office dynamics. No, what do you, we can all just, just take a minute and just kind of let that self-loathing kind of wash over us. As we're like, man, Woody, that sounds like, that sounds like an awesome place to be. They are, as he likes to say, they treat themselves as the rock stars of insurance because they're young, they're tech savvy, and their creative potential is endless. And that's, that's an environment where you don't necessarily have to be afraid of that potential, that fear, because it's kind of, I'm not gonna say expected or welcomed, I don't know that necessarily age is the ultimate determining factor for such culture and environment. However, it certainly uh, becomes easier when you have when you have people that have experienced things, uh, you know, basically generations. Sure, why not? And that's what we're dealing here with Woody and their creative potential because there's so much that where where creativity really wasn't a word even though I've always kind of viewed business as kind of a very creative kind of challenge endeavor it just wasn't accepted as a thing back in the day right back when you know again maybe that that other generation of decision makers was was present that wasn't it was it was I'm showing up to do this thing because of x y and z not because Hey, I've got a bunch of problems to solve. How do I do it? How can I do it differently? Maybe it was. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just assuming here. Maybe irrationally, probably more, more than likely. But it's the idea. Hey, listen. They've already. They've already got that. That mindset. That swagger. That listen. 
really anything is possible and they're not going to they're not going to limit themselves to again what other agencies around that that might fit traditional insurance dynamics they've already got that edge they've already got that chip and they're embracing it they're not afraid of that potential because who knows right because they're not afraid to just compete against the competition they kind of want to dominate it it's funny like i am reading uh, a book right now and the guy talks about like the difference between competition versus like domination you know and i think that if we can get out in front of people and be different enough using all these things you know like i create a video and people think and this like i don't ever want to look at this person again we need to turn this off you know so that might not be my uh, medium Something tells me that that's uh, that's an inaccurate statement. I, I don't know, Woody. I'm just I'm I have a gut feeling that video you just might do okay with it. <laughs> Obviously, yes, that was said before there was ever an episode of Ask Woody Wednesday or a, a, a Woody Brown vlog, Woody Three Sixty Five. I think I think uh, I think you've proven that to not be true. I could just I think I'm going to make another another excessive vlog joke after the end of the next clip. I think I did made it in the first episode as well. I'm going to keep doing it just because Woody, I, it's so impressive and prolific. I really just can't. I can't. And how in, in complete stark contrast, like the actions that you've kind of deployed over the last, uh, what, seven or eight months now, uh, in comparison to the, you know, are you afraid of your creative potential? Very, very impressive, sir. Tip of the cap to you. And what he's talking about, well, in this whole journey of, of, of exploring the potential creativity, it's not just about competing, it's about dominating, it's about dominating in a way that others can't, right? It's, hey, maybe I'm going to try that video. Maybe it won't work, but maybe it will. And if it works, then guess what? I have an edge. I have an ability to do something that can potentially dominate what other people cannot. And... Again, it's it's letting go of that that fear. It's amazing. I am surprised. I'm I'm very surprised, I should say, of the number of people that I talk to that say I, I want again, whether it's video or not, I don't know that that's necessarily the the question. When we're talking about creativity and potential, we're talking about how can you start the relationship faster, quicker, easier in a place that is more convenient and relevant to the people that want it started, right? I think that's it. And and that's the whole kind of argument. And I'm surprised when I do get around some agents that are that feel like they're in the game or paying attention to the game and it it comes to the the topic of video and all of a sudden it's just there's this like immediate regression, like they're looking for some type of gigantic hermit crab like shell to crawl in and like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do that video thing soon. Yeah, I I, I kinda want I'm gonna try that. It's always met with the same hesitation of that's a really good idea. I think it would be helpful, but there's no way I'm actually sitting in front of the camera and talking about insurance and then putting it on the internet for like other people to see. No, that's not happening. And there's, it's that over and over again all the time. And I'm, I'm kind of shocked by it. I don't know. Honestly, that feels, it feels way less terrible to me than, I don't know, pick your, you know, just name your networking event. 
of just nothingness. That feels, oh, feel, personally, feels like that to me would be better. I mean, you're only being, I mean, there's nobody else in your office when you're recording that. I mean, the, the embarrassment is minimal. And then guess what? Everybody else watching it, you know, you're embarrassing by yourself to somebody and they may or may not have pants on while they're watching you be embarrassing. So who's really to judge at that point? Who's really to judge? I don't know. I don't know the answer to such deep, meaningful questions, but I do know that it is interesting that what a webcam or a camera can possibly do to someone's self-confidence and exactly why there is such a level of fear, hesitation, just kind of reluctance to do the thing. Because if you can't find a way to give it the respect it deserves, there's a pretty good chance it's not going to get done. I don't know why it was so powerful when you said basically giving it the respect that that it deserves, essentially. It's just true, man. It's just true. I'm pretty sure many moons ago, like maybe one of the first podcasts I did here at Agency Nation involved Woody Brown talking about, are you giving your content enough respect or, or something like that? And... And whether you ever do or not, whether you embrace that that creative potential or not, whether you decide to give content or insert marketing tactic here with the respect it deserves is entirely up to you. However, uh, so much of these marketing activities have become prospecting activities, right? That's just the word that we somehow transposed onto marketing and we said we called it prospecting. And... You know, I've, I've talked to, to you know, people in agencies where it becomes a challenge to do some of those tasks if you're not, you know, in it day to day, right? Where you haven't embraced that creative potential where you're like, nah, this is goofy. I'm not doing this. But then all of a sudden you send a video proposal and hey, listen, somebody, somebody calls you right back or something like that. I can't even count the number of times I've heard agents tell me those stories of, hey man, I tried those video proposal things and they called me back like immediately, or I sold X amount of accounts that I did the video proposal for, or even just, just the, the, uh, the cold, um, uh, I like this one. I keep giving this one out. Um, and this is Marcus, Marcus Sheridan talked about this in his video workshop too at Elevate, um, sending out the, uh, the video in an email as a follow-up to like a cold call or something. And this is the other thing too, like embracing the creative potential there is no rules whatsoever on how this stuff can be used and, and implemented and just kind of distributed to people. You can be as creative as possible to use it as kind of direct, very laser focused, targeted pieces. Or again, you can make it very specific, so sticky that it is impossible for people not to find you. It goes both ways. This whole content creativity game is a two way street, my friend, and you can go and come as you please whenever you want. So, that's the fun part. And that's the, that's, that's why, I mean, I get excited to, you know, embrace that creative potential of really just thinking out, thinking of ways to outsmart what is currently happening. Uh, most of the time, not successful, but if you just really settle down and think about it, like what really fits with my personality? What do I, what can I tolerate doing? What am I good at? And how do I, get it to the people that I ultimately want to do business with because I think there's also this stigma of like, I can't write this thing or I can't talk about, 
whatever it is. Like I'm, that is not somehow part of the job description and it creates this like little mental block. And it's really about, hey, how can I present my information in a way that gains trust as quickly as possible and tells them the things that I absolutely need them to know in a way that nobody else can. Like those are kind of just very high level, just do what you will, move your judgments aside for just a few minutes, kind of mindset, methodology, intentions that you want to just keep at the ready, whenever possible, if, if, if you could for me. Pretty please, with sugar on top. Because it's that, it's that way of thinking about it. It is that um, lack of fear for your creative potential. It's that level of respect that you give the thing that lets everybody else know how much better you are at the thing to ultimately dominate the people who are. Can we please just call owning a pet what it really is? It's delayed sadness. That's all it is. You're saying, hey, listen, I have willingly signed up for at least one, possibly two weeks of my life, somewhere in the future of 10 to 15 years of just really unadulterated sadness. That's what it is. You're saying, hey, listen, I know this thing's going to happen. It's a foregone conclusion. These things don't live long enough for me to avoid it. And I'm going to do this to my kids more than likely because parenting and life lessons, I mean, those are valuable things. I'm just curious. I was having a good, good talk with one of my buddies today. And, uh, you know, whether, whether, whether it comes naturally or whether it comes in the form of another car because the door was left open, delayed sadness. I don't know. I speak from experience. And I'm not doing it again. Mainly because my kids are allergic, which thankfully works out for everybody involved. I'm just, I, I'm not, I'm built, I'm not built like that. I'm not strong enough. I'm not strong enough to rinse and repeat on that delayed sadness. I can't look, I can't look that thing, that furry little thing in the eyes and say, I know there's going to be a day that this is going to suck real bad. I don't know. If you don't want to delay sadness in your agency anymore, how about that? agencynation.com slash newsletter. Head on over there. A lot of good times. Very peppy. Uh, keep things well, mostly upbeat. But agencynation.com slash newsletter. Join me on Sundays. We'll hang out. Have a good time. I look forward to it.